Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I am back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the episodes where the series, I will recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my coaching with Kimmy episodes. I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching with them. And it's so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to really inspire and motivate all of you. And hearing what happens to people after I work with them. So, you know, whether it's on a podcast working with them or over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too, even during this quarantine time. And so we're going to hear an example of that today. And it all starts with a call. So today I am bringing on uh, this woman who I just, she's so near and dear to me. I've been loving getting to know her and work with her. And actually she started her journey with me by participating in a flirt workshop with this amazing organization called Events and Adventures. It's a singles social events group and they do a lot of virtual workshops and I was conducting one of them. And then she decided to do a flirt booster session with me to figure out what was going on, like why she was attracting the wrong men and going at it where she wasn't getting the results that she wanted. So she hopped on a call together. And I remember our, our first call. She um, She's with me today and she's going to tell a lot more, but you know, there was this thing going on where she had her guard up and she definitely had this desire to be in control and so much. And you know, she felt like men wouldn't accept her because of her past. And I'll have her share more about that. So she was carrying this like scarlet letter on her forehead, thinking that she couldn't find love because of that. And so her confidence was a little bit shot. She definitely wanted to work on setting boundaries and letting men earn her more and really like recognizing her self-worth because she didn't see it at the time. And now she gets it. (laughs) And so she decided to invest in coaching with me to work on recognizing her value beyond her past and learning to build an emotional connection with a man. And she strongly desired to be in a loving monogamous relationship, but wasn't sure how to get there. So I'm happy to say after just three months, almost three months working together, not only did she find a great relationship with a guy that she is building an emotional trust and connection with, but most of all, she has found the greatest love there is, and that is herself. So without further ado, welcome, Lisette. You there? Hi. Hey. Hi. It's so special having you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I love this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been quite a journey and and it's been a fast one too, right? Like yeah. it it's amazing and it was fun kind of to reflect back on where you were three months ago and where totally. you are now. It feels like a year ago, an eternity ago. 
Right. Well, and I, we started in Mar- uh, March, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, March. yeah, yeah. It was March. Oh, we did that workshop, and then no, we no, started. no. I think it was April. April. Yeah. I mean, the point is, is that given where you are at now, you would think it would it would be a year ago. <laughs> you know, yeah. just given all the stuff because you're a fast learner, and you had done. I mean honestly, you had had done some work on yourself before this, but I think this is definitely what you needed to kind of put you at the next level. So I, I mean, I would love just to hear from you, like what, if you could share with everyone where you were before working together, what your life was like, things that you were struggling with. Okay. Yeah. Right. So before I started with Kim, Kimmy, um, what life was like was everything was working except romantic relationship I remember always saying I do a lot of uh development work and I remember a lot of times when we're like oh what's not working it was so I already knew the area which is romantic relationship and it's like I constantly would get the oh my god you're so amazing you're so pretty you're so this you're that how come you're single and how come you've never been engaged and how come you never had kids. Like I'm 32. And in my culture, Latin culture, this is like unheard of. I'm literally the only single person, person that's single in my whole family. So the pressure, not only from like the outside, the culture, but also myself, like I could definitely say how it was before was desperate, Mm. feeling desperate and like constant letdown of like, I would, I would get really excited about the new guy and um, like, yeah, I finally met him. He, he has all the check marks, but in a month it would be like, oh, I knew it wasn't going to work out. Like this is the pattern day for a month in a month in it wouldn't happen either. Mostly me, I wouldn't want to be with them at the end. And I would tell myself I had commitment issues because of it. Um, I don't know if you want me to talk about more of like the, like the, the Scarlet Letter part. Yeah. I would love for you to share that. Cause I think that's a big part of your journey. Yeah. So, okay. In the past, what I, I didn't do monogamous, monogamous relationships. I would pretty much do open relationships and I do consider myself a very sexual woman. And I think the biggest problem insecurity I had going into all my relationships is that the good guys out there wouldn't want me that they were gonna like think I was a slut or that I I was just not worthy of them and then like the quote-unquote bad guys right want me but just want me for sex so I just really struggled with my own insecurity around my own slut shaming around that I've been with so many people because and it's bad that I'm a sexual person and the right guy isn't going to want that so I have to like pretend that I'm not and another thing is that I would yo-yo like I would be like oh that's bad but then I would tell myself oh the only way they're going to like me is if I have sex with them and then they're going to get to know me and then they're going to fall in love with me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would, I had like a strategy that would top, I would think would work, but obviously would not work at all. And also yeah. just to add to that, what I thought was emotional connection and what I craved for 
was the hit of the of the connection from the sex the which was not emotional it felt like it was but it was temporary and once I would have it it would be like great but then like it wasn't new anymore it was like it already happened there was no mystery I would I would definitely give too much in the beginning where there was no I would give like filet mignon as the first meal there was no like you know like nothing to look forward to because I already gave up so much in the beginning um and I thought that me doing that was gonna get the guy for sure yeah Oh, thanks for sharing all of that. And you summarized it so well. And I think one of the things we did uncover is a lot of what you just said, but that how that so much was tied into your like feelings of self-worth, that your self-worth was really placed on what you could do for men and what you could provide vis-a-vis the sex and, you know, whatever other things were going on. And because you weren't leading with the emotion piece, the sex was used as almost a replacement to feel. Totally. Because you didn't 100%. know how to do it the other way, right? And, and I think that was something I remember really like working on in the beginning. Yeah. Right. So what were like, okay, so those were some of the things that you were struggling with. What kind of of like results were you getting at that time? Like what kind of men were you attracting? What kind of relationships? Like right. what was going on? Well, um, really I would attract, if I knew I liked the guy, I would subconsciously and sometimes consciously be like, there's no way that's going to like, that guy's going to like me. So I would either like not even show interest or kind of give signs that I was not available but then, uh, of course, this, what I would always tell myself is, like, why do I keep getting guys that I don't like? Like, I, I got guys. Guys would be attracted to me. But it would always be guys that I didn't want because they were safe. Yeah. So I would I would purposely date guys that I didn't really generally, like, like-like because I had control. Um, but I knew that already going into you, um, what it was like was frustrating for sure. And I would not know how to say no to guys because I I was like, well, maybe I'll start liking them. At least they're giving me attention. At least, you know, this guy shows he wants me. Maybe I'll start liking him too. And then I would just get in this like cycle of like, not really like inspired by them. I wouldn't be like lit up. I would just be like, cool. And then some of them I would start liking, but it wasn't like, you know, as much as we say, like, there's no fairy tale Disney, like, that's really what I wanted. Like, I really want to feel like every day lit up with the person that I'm with. And I've never in my life had that until now, honestly. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's wow. like, emotional just thinking about it, but it's true. And I remember before going to you, like everything in my life was working and I remember very clearly telling you if I could find this it would mean the world to me it, mm-hmm. it's the one thing that's missing and you found right. it yeah I did <laughs> you're gonna make me cry yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so amazing you know um 
And I remember we were also talking about just the connections of where things were coming from. Like, do you remember in that discovery phase, like the connections we made between what was going on and, you know, where things were coming from? Um, I remember the connection that I made was that I was using sex as, and I think I said this already, I, uh, I was using sex as a way to connect and um, also the whole I, I can you refresh my memory about the connection thing yeah well I think we were like kind of going deeper into like your family and your upbringing and your okay. roles yeah yeah definitely like my my mom does everything for my dad and um like the man of the house and he rules and I I'm a giver 100% like I love to get I I get a high from seeing people happy I'm a I'm an educator I'm a teacher so it's like my nature is giving, but it, it definitely, my, um, the, the whole thing that we're talking about boundaries, what I didn't have was any boundaries, like the whole not saying no to people. I need to please. I need to like, even when we started, I started doing boundaries around my career. Like I would say yes to everybody to tutor their child, low pay. Now I'm charging like more than, a, more than 80% of what I was charging before. So it like trickled down to every other area, not just my love life. But um yeah. That was that 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 was the connection that I made that like I I feel like I'm not worth it mm-hmm. in every area. So I have to give everything of myself so that person could love me back or like me back or accept me for me. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That and I'm so glad you highlighted that because I think also just as we were uncovering everything is that's where your confidence lived, right? Like just growing up, being a giver, knowing that you knew how to do that best. And so that you placed your value and your confidence around what you could do for others. I mean, and, and that had to do with the sex and, but, but all of it, I mean, even with your career and, and whatnot. And so learning that there's so much more to you, Lisette, than what you can provide for others, I just think was so huge and holding the court, right? Being the queen Lisette. And that was yeah. also fun for you, you know, just like recognizing that and stepping into that role. Cause I, that's what I wanted to know. Like what, what was some of the things as we were like going along our journey that really helped you? Well, definitely that book that you recommended me. I don't know if you want me to share the book. Yeah, yeah go um, ahead. How, Why men love bitches. <laughs> um, and I know it's like, Oh, right. But that book was incredible. I've recommended it to like five of my friends. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I would say the book definitely, there's areas that didn't resonate at all with me, but the area of the sex, because that was where I yeah. really had issues with, which is, you know, I, I, I had heard people say they have to earn it. They have to earn it. They have to earn it. But like, until I f- figured it out myself through the, my relationship with that book, it like literally was like an epiphany. Um, and, uh, that's where it all started. Once I, once I realized like, wow, like I have, they have to earn that, but like earn it, not because like they, like, what's, what do I want? What do I, what do I feel? Like I used to be like, oh, well, yeah, they're going to earn it, but they're not going to want me because I'm not showing them that side either. But they 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 respect you more. And yeah. then 
and then that respect is turned to like love and and I I mean that's the best way that's what happened with me and Kendrick my boyfriend now which I can't wait to hear more about, yeah. but we'll, we'll say that we did a little yeah, teaser yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Uh, the big one was like, I was like, well, when I like someone, I see red. Like, mm. I get really excited and I do want to do that. Like, I don't know how to control myself when I like someone. And it gave really good tips on like, like not going to, th- like what to do. Like, oh, go out make make the guy come to you not you go to him um and I would do that like thinking like oh like I'm not thinking that it would meant anything other than I'm just coming to see him but subconsciously it's like I'm already giving that time like I'm going to him he's not making the effort to come to me or like if they can't if they relate for two hours I'll be like okay no big deal but then subconsciously I'm allowing that early on and I didn't know for example like when I would do everything for the guy I didn't know that I was enabling it like I was already creating that space early on and then in a year of my relationship I'll be like well why come I don't get any return but I already how can you expect that that's how the relationship was based on you know yeah so I learned that book really helped me learn how to like tips on like not go to the guy's house in the beginning and, um, you know, give like flirt, but not too much where it's like, like wear that dress where it shows a little bit, but not too much where you're like, you know, make them like excited, but not like, oh, I want her like on my bed right now. That was really cool. Right. And I know you and I had done a lot of work on the pacing Mm -hmm. issue too. You know, like as you were discovering these things, it's like, well, how do I pace this out? You know, and and what do I need to do to show up more to see if this guy Mm -hmm. is listening to me, is giving back to me in a way that I know how to give back to him. And I think that was something cool to watch too, is just how you were open to receiving that finally, because I think you were not used to receiving at all never. right never and what's crazy is that Kendrick is also a giver so like our biggest not a struggle I would say is like we both want to give constantly so I'm I've never had that and he's never had it either so it's we're, we're both exploring it together and it's really exciting oh that's yeah. so beautiful what are some skills do you think that you've learned now that you're like okay I'm feeling so powerful and in these skills that I've gained, you know, along the way and working together? Um, well, definitely the skill that I is constant checking my worth, like always going back to that, the boundaries, um, like the second I feel like I'm not respecting that. It's like, I, I, it's like, um, like a muscle gaining a muscle, um, a great metaphor. And yeah. it's gotten stronger and stronger. Um, the, the, the tip on like writing how the, how the date was after was a really great tip for me that I could reflect on and not just out of memory. Like writing is so powerful. Mm. So when I would write it, it would come like, it would, I would really acknowledge what would happen. I remember one point while I was dating him there was a moment I was like ah I don't know but then when I started writing everything I'm like I started acknowledging like wow like why am I giving up on this guy I do like him 
and maybe I'm subconsciously already like trying to deny it because I don't think it's going to work. And I just set it aside and then I'm like, let me keep trying. And now look where we are. So, um, wait, I just want to pause there. Let's have that. That's huge because like what you were starting even your journey with was that I think there was like two things going on. Like you, you know, you were going after kind of the safe guys thinking that, well, then I don't have to feel rejected or hurt later on with somebody who I don't think I can have because I don't think I deserve it. And so there was this, like you were caught in a loop before. And so what you just said is really powerful, knowing that it's like, wow, I am worth it. And I can have this great guy and, 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 and it's not like, oh, but, you know, and so that to me, that's a huge breakthrough. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Everything works. Like every, it's not like, oh, he's hot, but then he's dumb. You know, I used to be like, oh, you can't have everything. Um, or he's super smart, but then he's boring. No, like all of it is checked. Oh, which me, which goes to the you, you would do this thing of like analyze like in the intelligence, the connect, the emotional. Oh, yeah, the chemistry that? analysis. Yeah. yeah, that I think was good for you too. It was that part was of the data too. dating we did with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So and analyzing like where areas are stronger and weaker was really and at that time I did it with all the other guys I was talking to too. So that helped me really like. Acknowledge that I do like Hendrick a lot more, and pretty much like tell the other guys that it's not going to happen to like move to commit to one person, which is the goal. Yes, yes, yes. The main goal, yeah. Which again, I I don't know. I yeah, I said it that I wasn't. I was in open relationships because of my past, which I thought that's what guys wanted. That's how many, I'm like this awesome girl. Look at me. I'm giving you everything. But then I'll be like, why do I feel so incomplete? Mm-hmm. And now I mean, I, cause the truth is I didn't want that. I didn't know. I didn't want that. I was just doing it. Cause that's what I thought men wanted. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what happens with sex often is, and you and I talked about this a little, it, it's like a dopamine hit. Right. Okay, and so it's a, it's a drug, but like all drugs, it wears off fast and it leaves you feeling depleted and empty in the end. So like that was another cycle because in the moment it felt really good and it allowed you to feel, and you had that like, you know, kind of dopamine validation. And then the letdown was really like a lot because it wasn't that fulfilling. And so learning how to build emotional connection through real feelings that's substantial without having to rely on the dopamine, I think has also been like huge for you. Yeah. I remember because this all happened during quarantine. Yeah. I mean, it was like a gift and a curse. First of all, because I had to meet Kendrick virtually for like, we had like eight virtual dates before we met. So I think that really like helped us to get to know each other. Yes. But it's so funny because he's like, oh, you know, the same thing would have happened even if we would have met in in normal way. I'm like, actually, I had gone on like other like dates with other guys virtually, like six other dates with other guys. But I net I didn't feel not even close to what I would feel when I was virtual dating you. So it's clear to me that it's not just the virtual date, it's the person as well. 
And yeah, uh, yeah. that allowed you to slow down too. That's, and that's what I'm grateful. I mean, who knows? Like maybe there's no coincidences, but I don't know. I'm just saying that it, that, 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 that really helped me. And talking about the sex part, cause you were talking about the hit, like, wow. Like I was dying. <laughs> I was like dying because I liked this guy, but I was like, really for me to like, not give into it. Yeah. And remember what am I committed to again? continue saying that what am I committed to because I know some people don't struggle with that don't struggle with the sex thing like in fact they struggle with getting to have sex for me Mm -hmm. it's the struggle of not having that because then it's I'm it interrupts whatever I'm trying to create um but I tell you the the prize was greater waiting than than giving in to it like the drug, like you said. Exactly. Ugh, that's so beautiful. And remember I said to you in the beginning, like, no, quarantine's going to work for you, actually. This is like the perfect time yeah, to do real. it. It really was. And, you know, whether it was the quarantine or the accountability of having coaching and all of that was just, I think, but more or less, it was your commitment, I really think, for to sure. get a handle on this so that you could crack the code. And because like you said, everything else in your life was moving along. One more tip. Wait, one more tip that helped me was the yeah. emergency people. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Share that. You're talking about the mm-hmm. everything that worked, that worked well too. Like having, instead of like wanting to do something, I would call my friend and be like, oh my God, I'm dying. Help me, distract me, tell me something. Um, And that really helped a lot. So yeah, that was like almost like a crisis toolbox for you <laughs> to break that box rather than your own like commitment to yourself. So yeah, no, and, and it's, so, well, let's get into the, like the juicy part and the fun part. So you have this great guy, like share with everyone, like how you met and then the progression of it. And what is life like now with him? So, um, I met Kendrick on Bumble. Mm-hmm. We matched in the beginning of June and quickly, like we went from there to talking on the phone to then, like I said, six virtual dates. We, our first date it was like, we we're trying to be so realistic. So we got dressed up, we cooked dinner, we had dinner front of the computer and everything. Very, very uh, cute, whatever. A and I remember, <laughs> I remember, I mean, like, I'm one of those people that I can talk to anybody. And I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't, if I'm not, if I'm not mentally stimulated, I, I, I tune you out, like, I'll pretend that I'm talking to you, but I'll, I really won't be like focused. Well, all our conversations were like, did we just talk for four hours? It was like high school. And I could have kept talking and talking and talking and talking and it wouldn't have mattered. And my phone was non-existent. Like I was with him. I have not had that in a long time. And Mm. I think that's really what caught my attention with Kendrick is that we could talk forever. And I was excited to talk to him. My first date with him was June 20th. And I only know because he had made a point that he want our month anniversary was the 20th. Cause I don't remember. He was the one that did that. I was like, Oh my God, that's so corny, but like, <laughs> and um, I don't know. I appreciated it. Like he's excited with me and I'm excited with him. So we met on June 20th. We went to an outdoor bar 
And I was so nervous. I felt like, again, I was in high school on my first day, like hyperventilating, nervous. And it was great. And then our second one, we went to a drive-in. So we did like quarantine type dates. And then it got worse, but it got to the point that now we can be at each other's homes because now we're past that stage. Like now I, I, now I feel comfortable in his house. We have been intimate, so it's more natural. I don't have to worry about that rule of not going to the house anymore. And what our dates are like now is just literally like being in a bed, talking, looking each other's eyes and like complete utter connection like he turns mm. off his phone I turn it's like we're in a vacation and we're in a fantasy my fear is that like it'll go away but I kind of stop saying that um because I've never in my life had what I've had with Kendrick it's crazy I I, I still I'm blown away it's like we're both blown away we just we can't believe this is happening we're like when are we gonna wake up when are we gonna wake up like that um oh, like a movie so you got you got that like fairy tale that you said yeah. you wanted mm-hmm. yes for sure yeah and do you see how you made that happen like do you see the power yeah. in yourself yeah I do yeah I'm I'm just shook that it happened like I I'm like I believe it was you because the second I got you is everything that happened <laughs> but um I don't know. I'm just really grateful. And for the first time, I feel like I could be 1000% myself mm. and not afraid. Um, and that's really like the, like the best part that like, I'm not like, I don't want to mess it up, but then I'm like, well, how am I going to mess it up? Like, I just don't feel like there's any way I can mess it up because I mean, I'm 100% transparent in myself and it's a breath of fresh air, really. There's no scared. Uh, like being in a relationship without fear or, you know, that that kind of lack of trust or whatever it is, like that that's huge. And by the way, that fear that it'll go away is so normal. And especially if you've never had it before. That's and what it is. It, yeah. it, and that's really, it's just because it's all new. And right. The more time goes on and the more you like cultivate this relationship and really focus on the present and not get so worried about the future or caught up in the past, that's what's going to help you stay connected. And whatever fears come up to to communicate that with each other. And that's also something you're learning is to be like more communicative as things are happening. So you guys work through it. And it sounds like he's also... More 100%. I would say the biggest struggle I'm dealing with right now is um, like being comfortable that I am in a relationship. Like I'm yeah. so used to being single. For example, like a guy would hit on me and I've never had to take consideration like someone else's feelings. Like I'm so used to I mean, like, yeah, hey, what's up? Like, for that, <laughs> not bad, like as we spoke already, but more like I'm just going to say, like, I had a guy friend tell me, like, he had a wet dream about me literally yesterday. And I'm like, why don't I feel bad about this? Like, why don't I, why am I not like, please, I'm uncomfortable. Don't share that. And then I told myself, you know, well, I think I'm just so used to not being uncomfortable with that. I'm so. Ah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, that no, that's huge. And I know you and I had a session around that. And that's why it'll be good to continue talking about this, because there is, 
there is transition when you move from, you know, one part of the phase of dating into another. And this is all new for you. So your default button is going to like, you know, kind of be loud during those times when there's temptation, you know, because you're like, oh yeah, this is familiar. And it's just a temptation. It's candy. It's a drug. It's just like, you know, going into a party and seeing the drug and be like, oh my God, there it is. Like, (laughs) I remember that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Oh my God. It's so funny. Right. But it takes that willpower and, you know, reminder of yourself is like, wait, I don't need that anymore. That's right. Right. I'm getting the dopamine hit just with this like connection and this emotion that I'm feeling right now. And that's the really cool part. So I'll tell you that I I would say boyfriend in the past will be like, literally was like, uh, like I can't. And I'm like, boyfriend, like it feels so natural with him so that's how I know it works like I don't I'm not weirded out by him yeah that's how I know that is just it's huge well kind of the last question I have is you know if if you knew then what you know now what advice would you give yourself like your old self and maybe for people who are listening who like feels like they are in a position where you used to be um I would say one um stop the whole story that you're a slut and that no one's gonna want you that's not real like you just created that because of what you were dealing with in your past um set boundaries healthy boundaries um it's okay to say no Mm. that's a big one for me um and going back to the whole slut thing because that's the big one that was the one that really like huge for me is like it's there's nothing wrong with being a woman that likes sex yes yes there's nothing wrong with that like it's okay you know it's just who I am and and some one day like now I guess that's is my future telling my past one day someone's gonna appreciate that and like be thankful for that (laughs) hallelujah yeah oh my god well I'm sure the men listening are like who's I want to call us that yeah no absolutely and and it's something that I think a lot of women in particular have shame around just admitting and having a part but now you're learning how sex can be in a different way in a healthy way in in context of a relationship and so I'm just I'm so proud of you I'm so happy for you that you found your fairy tale and and remember no matter what happens you now have you and that's what's so huge you know and and the gifts that you're getting from this relationship and just within yourself is just tremendous so right and I also know that it's possible like if it doesn't work out with Kendrick I mean I hope it does but if yeah. it doesn't, it's okay because it happened. So then with the tools that I got being myself and everything. So then, you know, it can happen. So I always said, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I I like those. I think that's a great quote to end on. It can happen. (laughs) Like, like, just like, like the magic wand, it can happen. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing everything, Lisette, and hopefully you listening are inspired by all of her stuff, and, and, but it, it did take work, and, but that commitment to yourself when you, when you do decide to do something in ways of changing, it, it's just, there's, there's no words for it. Like you said, your whole life 
becomes different. Totally. Thank you again. And of course, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient and I am your host, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in and make sure you go to my site, Kimmy Seltzer, K-I-M-M-Y Seltzer.com to see more ways I can help you learn how to date and find love. And you too can hop on a call with me by clicking on the link in the show description. That 30 minutes could change the course of your entire life like it did for Lisette. And who knows, maybe you will be the next star in my Where Are They Now episodes to talk about your successes. And stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day.